one of Mark Stevens' Blackberry Pies on a Sunday morning and uh, having it, it, it raise a bunch of money in the first service and then that same pie was donated back to me and I auctioned it off in the second service. I think we raised 200 and some odd dollars for this, for this pie that was go money that was going towards Kenya, our, our, our project there. And then later that year at Aroma of Africa, we auctioned off a pie that went for $750, followed by a pie that got put in my face. Uh, that, that raised $2,000 uh, for, for Benny getting the privilege to put a, a pie in my face there. And uh, he took great joy in that, as you can see. And then somebody paid an additional $500 to have him lick my head, which I felt was some sort of justice in the whole mix of things there. Some of the highlights of uh, our years together. For a few moments, I want to just reflect and celebrate what God has done. And uh, I've had the privilege of, of serving as either an elder or a pastor at Hillside for its full 20 years. Um, what a ride, a roller coaster. And uh, it's marked, though, by this kind of constant thread of God's faithfulness. It's been messy. It's, it's been not pretty all the time. But God has been faithful through it all, and he's seen us through thick and thin. As, as we heard from even people's stories, it's uh, the, the times where we need God's faithfulness even more isn't always when things are, are rosy. It's through the difficult times, and it's been great to hear you share some of those stories of being family together, that we're walking through our, our life stories together uh, alongside one another, and that we're meant to be that to one another. I think it was a great testimony this morning that, that we want to continue to be marked by that, by authentic and loving relationships. And if if you kind of have feel like you've been sitting on the outside of that at Hillside and you want to move a little bit more into the middle, talk to us. We'd love to, 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 to have you feel like you're part of the family and we can help you with that. Um, get you part of a group, in, in, in part of a small group or, or in a connect group or something like that. But we'd love to help you do that. Um, we're still learning what it means to be the church, what it means to be the bride of Christ, this body of believers here and now. Here and, now. and it's no small thing to be the church. It's an awesome privilege, by the way. Uh, the church is God's plan A for blessing the world. And get this. There is no plan B. We're it. Broken and flawed and stubborn and sluggish. Uh, we are still witnesses to God's grace. And God wants to use this church, he wants to use you and I together to bless our city and to bless the nations. It's an astounding thing that, that Jesus would think that we're worthy of such a thing. But that's his desire, is that the church would bless the world. Um, I, I love our uh, origin story. Some, you, 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 to know who we are, you've got to kind of go back to the beginning. You actually have to go back before the beginning. And of what became Hillside. We were the, the marriage, really, of two churches. And, and uh, we had many in our first service who were here well before the 20 years because there was a church that, that met on this property in this building called Austin Avenue Chapel. And we were also part of another church, a little church plant called Evergreen Evangelical Missionary Church. They met at the mall at Lincoln Center down by Coquitlam Center. These two churches um, found their way together in a time where they both had a, a mutual need. Austin had had some difficult years, uh, probably three or four years prior to, to 1995. They'd been really challenged, and they shrunk to the place where they actually laid off their pastor. There was just a few, uh, we were reminded in the first service that, 
that they met on, on Sunday mornings, they met on just one side. They didn't need the other side. So they just kind of clustered over here, from what I understand. And uh, Al Harms and Eleanor Harms, longtime members of, of both churches, actually, um, had left at one point in years previous, came to Evergreen, but they still had friends at, at Austin. And over breakfast, Al and, and, and one of his friends that was an elder here at the church, they met together, and uh, they brokered a merger or a marriage. <laughs> they said, hey, listen, well, I think we have a lot to offer each other. And uh, on Easter Sunday, actually Palm Sunday in 2000, or 1995, I should say, Hillside was formed, this new body of two, two groups of believers that brought various wonderful things. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about Austin Avenue Chapel briefly, and then I'll tell you just a little bit about Evergreen. Austin, uh, again, they started somewhere of 50-plus years in this neighborhood, back when most of this neighborhood was just forest. You see the pictures of those days, and, and uh, there was not a lot of the streets that we see now. It didn't go all the way through to Mariner that way, and it was just a, a real kind of pioneer community. You think we have bears now. They had bears then. And uh, this group of brethren background believers... Little, little cluster, uh, had a heart for this new neighborhood that was forming up here. And they started forming these children, they, they started doing these children outreaches. In fact, they eventually would rent a little store in the corner down the street, and they did this, these kid outreaches, and they reached out to youth. And, and they had this amazing ministry that, that began being other generation, like reaching kids and youth. And that would mark that church. They would grow and, and to be the place where this church had the most vibrant, in, back in the 80s, it had... Uh, a weekly youth meeting of 120, which was bigger than a lot of churches in Canada, by the way. So, so this church was marked by this next generation focus. One, one of the things I, I, I saw with this church is just their heart for people and their desire to see people come to know Jesus. They, they just longed to share the good news with people and, 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 and for people to experience his hope and his transformation in their lives. And uh, so let me tell you about one of my heroes of the church, Don Miller. Um, he still attends, and Don, uh, years and years and years ago, started a Bible study at the Wild Duck Inn. How many of you have heard of the Wild Duck Inn? It, it was kind of like this disreputable inn that used to exist. It does, it's, they, they took it down a while ago, but it, right by the Pitt River, just on the fringes of the city here, and uh, it, w- it was kind of famous for its strip club, and and every week, Don Miller would would step into that very foreign experience for him. If you know Don, uh, he used to have an, an auto shop called Integrity Auto, and, and it was just so Don. And, and he would go in there, and he had a Bible, Bible study, and there was this Quebec, Quebecer immigrant named Claude uh, who was living in the little hotel room there, and, and Don would go and meet with him and a few others, and Claude came to Christ through Don's ministry out at the Wild Duck Inn. And, uh, and then Claude would, would have his life turned upside down by the good news of Jesus. And Claude would uh, go on to, 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 uh, to be part of Hillside. And, and he actually uh, uh, became our caretaker for a while. He moved in next door, married uh, Ardith. And uh, he, he lived next door in that little house that we own until about uh, two years ago, until his passing on to the next life. But Claude, Claude is in the came part of the kingdom of God because a hillsider, a, a pardon me, an Austinite, actually went into a strange turf and shared the good news of Jesus with him. And I, and I, I wondered, is that, 
Who, who else can you think of that has gone into very, very strange foreign territory to share the good news? The Apostle John said this about Jesus. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And you know what? That's our heritage. And when we as, as a church community, as when we step out and, and actually out of our comfort zones um, and reach out to our community and our neighborhood, we're in keeping with Don Miller, but more so we're in keeping with the lineage we have in Jesus who left heaven and, and came to share the good news. And we're going to keep on being that kind of church. Uh, in, in church language these days, they talk about being an attractional church versus a missional church. Attractional church is this. Let me tell you what it is. It's like we have all these things at the church. We want to say to the world, come here. Come to us. And, and, and it used to be you could almost open a church building years ago. You could, you could just set up church building anywhere in a community and, and just put a sign on the front yard, church, and people would show up. That doesn't happen so much anymore. Do you know what? We're in, a, we're in a day where we're called to be missional, which means we're going out. And we're meant to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community and in our neighborhood. And we can't expect people to come to, to, to church anymore unless, or unless we're being the church to them out there in their world. And so I don't know where God has placed you, but perhaps you're called to be I, no, I know you're called to be Jesus to the people around you in that world. And, and I encourage you and challenge you that we're going to keep with that heritage. That's part of who we are. Um, by the way, the, the Muslim girl that I was talking about earlier that who, who came to faith, she's in this church and came to faith because uh, her workmate comes to this church and brought her to church. So somebody was in her world and said, hey, you have some questions. Why don't you come along with me to church? That's Austin. Uh, another thing I want to say about Austin is just they had the vision years ago to actually buy a piece of land. They built a chapel. The, the West Wing over there was our original worship center. This did not exist. And then some funky architect who liked triangles came along and said, this would, if you see our, go on Google Maps and look at us. We're like one big triangle. Uh, and and uh, they uh, had a vision to actually purchase property and say, we have a vision to have a center here that would bless a neighborhood, not just now, but years to come. And uh, I, I'm so grateful for their sacrifice and their generosity. Incredible gift that we're, we're enjoying today. We, we own the space because they gave. And uh, when we give, we're, we're in keeping with their heritage too. Um, Evergreen, I, wa I want to like, like give you the short story of this. Evergreen was a vision of the EMCC, the Evangelical Missionary Church of Canada. And, and they knew that the, the Vancouver part of Canada, next to Quebec, Vancouver is, is one of the most secular cities in our country, the most sort of a, a, a against Christianity uh, in, in our nation. And uh, so they wanted to, to, to have a footprint here in, in this, this region. And they had in 1990 on Pentecost Sunday, they had an offering. And churches across the country took an offering, and, and that fund, something in the neighborhood of $100,000 was raised. And that fund was what seeded a church plant that started here, led by David and Irene Barker. And uh, back in 1991, uh, a team of, of individuals, families from, I think, three or four families from Ontario, along with a family from Alberta, they moved across the country, and they planted a church here that met in the mall. And Angel and I 
uh, we had a couple friends that were part of that team. And when we felt God's call to move here, they pitched us this church. And they said, would you come join us? They said, we want to be a, a community for the community. And uh, we kind of came along for the ride. And, uh, and, and, and three or four years later, those two churches uh, merged and became Hillside. Let me, let me tell you just one observation of, uh, of Austin. This, this little startup church, this uh, Evergreen, I should say, was this willingness to sacrifice. I mean, they, some of them left jobs and families and uh, homes. Um, I, I remember one family that moved here. The guy, the guy had, grown, had, had lived in flatlands his whole life. And he came here and lived in Port Moody, and he says, I feel so claustrophobic here. There's mountains everywhere. He's the only guy I've ever met who doesn't like mountains. Um, but I saw because they loved Jesus and wanted to share Jesus and what they saw as a, a, a community that needed the church. They, they came, and I saw firsthand how they labored and strove and, and gave and sacrificed to follow Jesus' call and to further his mission. You know what they were willing to do? They were willing to do a hard thing for Jesus. And uh, I guess um, we live in a day where we think a call to faith ought to be a call to an easy thing, that it's not going to involve difficulty or challenge. And yet, do you remember Jesus' words? Do you remember what he said to his first disciples in Matthew, Matthew 16? He says, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The good news of Jesus Christ isn't um, add me to your life and I'm going to make your life better. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take care of all your problems and it's going to be easy and it's going to be all these kinds of things. He actually, as part of his call to follow him, says deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me. He says do a hard thing. Do the, sometimes... I, I don't know what your life, what, what's going on right now, but God may be calling you to a hard thing or to, to do a hard thing. And we want to, you know, we'd love to be able to say, uh, no, no, God would never ask you to do a hard thing. I, I, I know um, single individuals who have decided to be celibate their whole lives because they wanted to give their call, to, they wanted to give their, their energies not to marriage or to a relationship or to sex. They wanted to to follow Jesus with everything they had. And so they did a hard thing. They, they kind of maybe gave up what we see as an automatic dream, is, is all of us are going to have a, 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 this kind of family thing. And they, they said, no, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to do that hard thing. And, I, and I, I don't know what the hard thing God is asking of you specifically, what it means for you to deny yourself and, and pick up your cross. But all I can tell you is this. It's worth it. Because when we die, we gain... Christ's life. And, and, and there have been times, probably even from here, where we've soft-souled the Christian message. It can, it can involve that hard thing, but here's, here's the parable Jesus told. He said, when, when somebody finds a treasure in a field, they go off and sell everything they have to have the treasure. And we may not get some of the things that we want in this life, but, but guess what we get if we want it and are willing to give our lives for it? is we get Jesus, a friend who will stick closer to us than a brother. So whatever it is, let's go with Jesus. And I don't know what else I had planned to say, except for the fact that that's the kind of church we're going to be.
we're going to keep on, uh, uh, I like Eugene Peterson's title of his one book. He called it A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. I think that's a good direction of what we're called to be as pilgrims, as, as people who follow Jesus together. We're just going to keep on, uh, 20 years is nothing. Let's just keep walking this out, what it means to be the family of God and to be followers of Jesus. And let's not get, grow weary of doing good and loving our, 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 loving our neighborhood and, 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 and loving each other. Let's pursue this. Uh, and my suggestion would be it'd be worth selling it all in order to gain that one thing, which is Jesus. May God give us his great grace as we seek to follow him together, both now and in the years to come. Amen? Amen. You didn't get half of my sermon, but I think you got a better sermon today. Let's, uh, let, we're going to have an opportunity for this offering. And so um, I'm going to invite the, the worship team to come forward. And they're just going to play for a bit. I'd encourage you to take out your pledge form. And uh, if you would like to make a gift, this is your time to do that. And um, it might be a sacrificial one that you, you make. You go, I don't even know where the, I'm going to be able to fulfill this pledge. But if you want to take a pledge form that uh, you can have, and uh, fill that out, and we'll take an offering and just uh, after, after this next song, just to uh, give you a chance to, to meditate and pray. the offering. God, uh, we, we come this morning with grateful hearts uh, for your faithfulness through it all, through the uh, story of, of this church and the, the hope that we have in Christ. Uh, Lord, and, and, and this morning we want to take this opportunity to give towards your mission in the world. We want to join you in your work, Jesus. So we pray, would you Take these gifts and bless them and use them in, in our world. Far beyond our capacity to imagine, we pray they would do so much good. We ask these things with joy and thanksgiving, we pray. Amen. <laughs>